Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to KFI AM 640 On Demand. Thou shall not judge. Matthew 7, 1. Do not judge or you too will be judged. A lot of people get confused as to whether a believer is to judge or not to judge. Well, of course, you have to judge. It's part of lifting up another believer. Now, what most Christians don't think about is the vast majority, although it is said in Scripture that Christians, the believers, alongside God, will judge the world, that is an end-time situation, and that is after the fullness and completion of many other things. But during the actual life you're living now, the experience you go through now, your key goal is not to judge others, it's to judge the family of Christ. So other Christians, as you are helping each other grow and strengthen, and the judgment is not a punishment. The focus on judgment should be to lift, correct, and honor together. So it's not that nasty, evangelical often where they're going to church every single Sunday to judge someone. If that is your focus when you go to church to look around and judge someone, that's disgusting and it's not of God. If you go to church to be part of a family to grow and hope that somebody corrects something to you or helps you in a loving, kind manner, then then that's church. It's not to be the loudest prayer or the loudest worshiper or any of those things. There's not a contest. Should be a place of strength and kindness, bringing one another together to sharpen each other like iron sharpens iron and to get to a place of more understanding can't be judgment upon mere appearances john 7:24 do not judge by appearance but judge with right judgment 
the type of judgment, the attitude in the judgment is all important. But you're focusing on your brethren and sistren. When it comes to judging outside, when it comes to judging non-believers and others, it's different. Because they are not following your rules because your rules don't mean anything to them. It's the equivalent of you judging another country's driving rules against the United States driving rules. They don't believe in your rules. It doesn't it doesn't control their life to try and hold somebody to a Christian standard who's not a Christian makes no sense. That means politicians, that means anybody else. If they're not believers, then it's none of your business in reality. The key is to hone your family, your Christian family, to be an example, a loving, kind, strong, courageous, but to also have a way to shine the light of Christ in your daily activities, the way you treat your own family will be an inspiration, not a fake one. Look at us having a good time and we're all dressed lovely and having a picnic. It's not about that. Again, it's not about the outside appearance. You don't want to jump to conclusions based on those things. But judging can be a powerful tool for one another. Not just for the I'm better than you, because I see that a lot, and that makes no sense, because you're not, I assure you. You can feel better than anybody you want, and then I will come stand next to you. And how do you think you'll look up next to my standards? So, you know the sins. You know the big sins. The Ten Commandments. You know all the sins throughout Scripture. And to guide in a loving way each other, or if you've gone through a struggle, even better. To say, I, you know, I know these things. I've, I've gone through them myself, and I just want to extend with love my, my insights and the, and the Scripture that's helped me. And if there's anything I can do. But judgment is an interesting thing. When you tell someone they're doing something incorrectly, the first thing it implies is, look at me, I'm doing it right. So how, having humility is imperative during these times. And to, to have the grasp or to learn or to understand is important. Proverbs 18.13, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Meaning you have to understand truly what you're correcting and not just judging to judge. Yes, scripture says you shouldn't judge, but what it's going into 
is really understanding when when it's powerful and when it's proper. Matthew 7, 1 says, judge not that you be not judged. I mean, that's basically saying you pull out that mirror to show someone something, know that mirror is going to be put on you. Make sure in that you're not going to be perfect in things, but make sure you have yourself in order when it comes to the topic at hand. Yes, you should always be judging in truth. That's the key, not in some haughty, high-chaired, I'm-better-than-you place. Because I assure you, you are not. Now, when you read things like uh, Matthew 7, 6, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you that really goes to speaking to non-believers don't assume that they get and understand your ways or your belief system and you're throwing things you're you're saying here's some pearls of wisdom. Here are some things that are important. And they're going, I don't care. I don't believe in any of that. That's why helping a believer is really the point of strength and the importance as you are going out to have answers for those that are curious about your faith hoping that they too will see the light and grow in faith as a believer. And then they are, then they are bound by the same rules. And being judged into the faith is not a good way to go. First, the promise, the good news. And once there, judging one another is important to keep everyone in line, yourself included. So judging absolutely has a place. It absolutely has a place in the faith. And understanding that is a good way to get on the right path of kindness and judgment. Judging. So many things to think about when judging. And it's not wrong. There are, are times that judgment is important. But judgment should be a thing of guidance. It should be, you know, righteous and proper judgment. Again, do not judge by appearance, but judge with right judgment. Just the facts. Getting to the facts. It's important the way you do it, the kindness, the love you do it in. Galatians 6, 1, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And listen to how that breaks things down. If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of 
gentleness. And don't get to a very judgy point where you are self-righteous, lest you too be tempted to sin. And yeah, yes, you can sin when you're trying to judge others, depending on how it's executed, what it's for, and if it's done in the proper spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.21, many have heard this over and over. Test all things, hold fast to that which is good. Test everything. You know, do your homework. And that you're not just jumping over someone because the truth of the matter is there are some gray areas or personal choices that people can do. The type of food they eat, uh, the way they dress, it may not hit in some way just because it's not something you like. It may not hit to a sin, especially by modern day standards. So you go ahead and judge and say, I wouldn't wear that or I wouldn't eat that. And someone, and then you go focused on those things and to God, there is not a command anywhere in scripture because it's not important. It's an individual decision. So we often say on this program that God was smart enough to give humankind free will and that judgy Christians spend all their time trying to take it away from people. Do all things in love, all things for the betterment of the body of Christ. Marcy, welcome to the Jesus Christ Show. Well, good morning, Jesus. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. How can I help you? Um, my question is... Um, I started a new job. I recently started a new job, and I'm having a little bit of difficulty on this job. Okay. The reason why I called you is because at the time that I was offered this job, I was also offered another job from a very big um, company that I've always wished to work for. And so here I was in the position with with two of the companies that I'm wishing to work for. And I am not a super religious person, but I did pray about it. And I asked God to, <clears throat> to help me um, make the best decision. Um, both salaries were the same. And, um, and I really... I really wanted God's guidance to help me choose. Um, one job was 75 miles away, and um, and I would have to commute 75 miles one way, and the other job was only 20 minutes away from me. But um, the first job, you know, I wouldn't have a chance to grow, and the second job would give me a chance to grow, even though it was 75 miles away. So anyway... Um, during my training, it was very hard. I decided to choose a job that was 75 minutes away, by the way. 
Um, my training was very hard. My preceptors were very um, not patient with me. Um, I was extremely stressed. Um, um, on, on one occasion, um, I was supposed to give an immunization, and on this particular medication, um, it comes in two vials, and I'm supposed to mix one vial with the other. Okay. And so I... I drew up one vial, but I forgot to put it in the second vial to mix it. And then so I took the medication to my preceptor, and I go, can you check me off? And she goes, oh, Marcy, look, you didn't mix it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot. And keep in mind, I've, I've given that same medication many times before, even that morning. But for some reason, we were running busy. And I didn't forget to do that second step with this okay. particular medication. Anyway, she told on me, and um, she told the boss. And then the next day, I I came in, and the boss set me down, and I was suspended with pay. And um, she told me, well, Marcia, even though this medication wasn't actually given to the patient, I still have to investigate to see if there was any arm done, you know, just a protocol thing. And I said, okay, I got it. And then, so now I'm still on, um, it's been a week, and I'm still on paid suspension. But this is my question. I prayed about this, and, you know, I made my choice, and, and it's obvious. Well, I think it's obvious that um, I made the wrong choice. And um, sometimes I just wonder, I know sometimes God, put things in your way for you to learn a lesson, but this is such a difficult lesson for me to learn. And it's, and it's so stressful in training. I'm, I'm two months into a three month training and it's so stressful. I'm, I'm stressed every day going to work. I'm stressed about the commute. I'm stressed about the people that I'm working with that on some occasions it seems as if they don't want me there. And, um, I think my question for you is just just to talk it out and just just vent and then just to see why does God work in these ways? Okay, so what was the what was the the final thing that pushed you over Marcy to choose the longer drive? Um, if the pay was the same, what made you want to work there? This HMO is a very well-known HMO in Southern California, and it was very difficult to get in. The process is extremely difficult, and there's a part of me that's so proud that okay. um, that's so proud to say, "Wow, look where I'm working!" You know, um, <clears throat> I made it. So that was a big part of it. Um, <clears throat> A few of my family members and my friends also work with this um, organization, not okay. at the exact location, but at this place. And so I was, I was very proud to be, um, you know, to have gone through the interview process. And you know, it's 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 a multiple step process, and I was I was very proud of myself. And it's almost. It's almost, to me at the time, it was like a badge of honor to be working at this place. And I still think that this is a very, um, 
well-known, respected place to work. It's just that at this one particular location where it just seems to be so toxic towards me. At least that has been my experience. Why would why do you believe that they'd be toxic towards you? I have no idea. I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Every day that I go, I'm like, God, what is it that I'm doing? And um, I um I don't know. To, to be honest with you, I cannot. I I I just cannot figure it out. Um, you know, like no one wants to train me. Um, they're impatient with me. Um, they give negative feedback back to my boss, you know, even on days that I'm doing well, you know, they don't see the good that I do. But if I make one mistake, as in, if I have, if I'm having a hard time finding the restroom, even, you know, just one, um, you know, thing that it, that doesn't have anything to do with my training, they will tell her, you know, if I take too many notes on a particular thing, you know. My boss, one day she said to me, um, she goes, yes, and I heard that you're taking copious amount of notes. And, I, and in my head, I'm like, who described by note-taking as being copious, you know? So just little things like that where I feel as if I just cannot get a leg up. Okay, so let's look at you because you're the one that called. No one else is here. Okay. And that's what we're dealing with. Okay. Do you disagree with the things, the the notations that uh, people that train you or work with you, have you disagreed with everything that they've told your superior? Um, I am having a challenging, um, it's been it's been challenging for me. I am a woman of a certain age, and you know, so technology has changed. And um, my previous job used a different software for charting, and so you know, there is things that goes into the mix as far as training me. And so I don't disagree. I just I just need a little bit more patience, so to speak. And um, I just don't think that they have patience with me. And they may not, but you have, you chose them because of the prestige that came with the name. You chose even driving longer, being further away. You chose them and as a point of pride and, and that's fine. Although if, if you are in that medical field or you're doing something that is dealing with the health of others, that really your main goal should be to want to help people, period. And I know that, that that's at the heart of it, um, not where right. you are. But if you want to be at the best of the best, you have to be the best of the best. And that doesn't mean just while you're there taking notes or what have you. That means that you should know the floor, take time to walk the floor, know where the bathrooms are, all of these things. In in certain jobs, you make a mistake and they say, not a problem, we'll redo X, Y, and Z. In the medical field, you don't get to do that. You know that, that if you mix yes. something okay. improperly or you do something without uh, the proper checks and balances and somebody could get hurt, right? Right, exactly. Okay, so they're 
they're not seeing that. They may see you as timid. They may see you as not it, 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 taking notes rather than learning. Some people take notes to learn. Some people take notes to look like they're learning and or be, as like a security blanket. And the truth of the matter is you, you have not instilled confidence to them. They're not telling on you. They're protecting their patients. Right. They're, they're saying she doesn't understand the software yet. She doesn't, you know, she's two thirds away from finishing this process and doesn't know two thirds of the information in our view. It has, it's not personal. I mean, maybe somebody might have something against you. It's not personal. It's their job. They don't want somebody underperforming dealing with their patients. They're prestigious for a reason. And that's because they're picky. You got through the door and that's a wonderful thing, but they're asking for more. They need to know that you're going to be up to snuff, and it sounds like you're not at this point. And you need to speak to your supervisor and say, I feel, um, you know, I, I thought about during this um, suspension time, I thought about this, I, I want to give it my best. What are your tips for me to, you know, give me homework, things that I can do to study? I mean, this time that you have right now is a gift. You should be taking the time to to go over those notes and to do everything you can to learn the process. Because if you're not up to it, they're just going to let you go. And being of a certain age, any of that, well, then you need to take the time to study as much about that software and they can be they can give you time but if you're 2 thirds through the process and aren't there yet Marcy that rightly so should make them nervous because they they love their patients they want to make sure they're giving them the best and if it's too much for you that's fine too there's going to be a place for you but you have to keep that in mind that they're not hating on you they're loving on their patients, and they want somebody that can keep up with the speed of that particular location. Don't take it personally. Take it as a sign that you need to pick it up. And if you can pick it up, great. If you can't, then you need to look somewhere else because that is too important to make mistakes in, those kinds of mistakes, because it could be life or death or some sort of harm to them. You know that. So go in peace, study, 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 show them that you have what they need. And they're not the ones that need to have patience. You're the one that needs to run at the speeds they're asking you. Mark, welcome to the Jesus Christ Show. Jesus, how you doing? Hey, Mark. I'm well. How are you? All right. Um, I have to ask you, you, very, you sound very non-political, but what would Jesus think? if one political party would abort babies all the way up to the ninth month and even after birth, in some cases, if the, if the mother wants it, what would Jesus say? Good after Which wait, side would he be on? After. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Who, who says after birth? It's happening. If the mother wants to abort the baby after birth, it is happening. It's happening. 
Well, where is well, that I, happening? Okay, so if that if you don't think that's happening, what about aborting babies in the ninth month? That one political party says it's fine, and the other doesn't. What would Jesus? What side would Jesus be on? Well, if you want the honest answer, it may not be the one you think. Is that in Scripture it says, "Do not fear those that, that can kill the flesh, but those that can kill the soul." Do you think those babies are going to hell? No, but you, Jesus would, would say that's fine then for them to do that. No, no, no. Maybe in the ninth month. My point is that if you go through Scripture, the focus is never on the flesh. It is on the spirit. The thing about being an American, which is different than being a Christian, you are a Christian who is guided by the Bible, yet as an American, you're not guided by the Bible. You're guided by the Constitution. So it becomes, it, it's not a religious issue. If it's a religious issue, there's a, there's a problem because there are other people in the United States that may not believe the same way. So it's not about taking your religious beliefs and forcing them on them. It's, this becomes a, a, a science issue and that this becomes a medical issue. So as abhorrent as it may be to me, the course of events don't fold out any different that that soul goes to heaven and that regardless of what your spiritual belief is about the, at conception, if science in the United States does not agree with that or in the rest of the world, then it's a religious belief. And their job is not, the job of the United States is not to gear the Constitution around the Bible. But what is interesting is that Scripture is very clear that there are false teachers and people who are sending other humans to hell with their false teaching. And yet people in the church concern themselves less with that than they do abortion where the child is going to heaven. So why aren't Christians more concerned about the spiritual, which God is more concerned about? Why are they not concerned about the spiritual things that are their business than the medical things? And don't think for one moment, I don't think it's abhorrent. I do, especially as birth control and, and people being flippant with the life of a child. I get that. But never in Scripture is life more important than the spiritual, ever. And if these children are going to heaven, they're better off than the children that are sitting in the seats of false teachers that the church doesn't care about. If the mother so, has an abortion, let's say in the ninth month, is she going to hell and the child going to heaven, the fetus? Or? Christians aren't going out having, doing these things for one. I mean, some are, most definitely. 
But your job was never, Mark, as a believer, to worry about what non-believers do. Your job is to be a, a guiding light that turns people to Christ. That is your job. And if Christians would do that, there would automatically be less abortions. But instead, they make it a political issue, one that can't be won because science is, is saying, no, at this point, it's not a viable pregnancy. As frustrating as that may be to a Christian who reads in Scripture, well, it's got to be because God knew them in the womb. Yeah, but God knows babies that are stillborn in the womb. I think the politics have gotten to a place where, where believers are confused that it's about the that it's about the politics. It's not about the politics. It will never be about the politics, and the the fact that Christians believe that by the nature of the political party that they are a Republican because they're a Christian is wrong. There are plenty of, of Democratic Christians. It's not, um, it, Scripture does not have a dog in the race the same way you think, because God knows the outcome. God would rather well, you mother, be changing the mother, people. The mother wouldn't go to hell for doing that? No. I mean, uh, 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 oh, oh, so you think if someone aborted a baby, believing that it wasn't a baby yet, that hmm. that person's going to it that sin is bigger than the blood on the cross you think so god would, be, would just i see what you're saying but jesus would be okay with it then or just no jesus is not okay with anything going on in the world nothing that's that's why i died that's why i had to go to the cross not just for that sin but all the stuff you did mark and continue to do as a human and you want to make someone else's acts more important than yours, you can. But that's politics. That is politics. The United States is not governed by the Bible. The Christian is. But in the United States, you're governed by, governed by the Constitution. And that's just the way it is. KFI AM 640, on demand. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.